0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another woman in season podcast. So today is a special day. This is actually an intro to the real introduction. It's a special day because I have my roommate from the army on my podcast, I interviewed her and I'm sharing her awesome story and I hope it inspires you as much as it has inspired me. So I did go ahead and leave some of the bloopers in there just to, you know, let the conversation be organic. Uh, At the beginning, it is a little bit awkward, only because I'm just asking her straight uh, questions from my notebook and we're both just looking at the phone. It's her first time being on a podcast and it's my first time interviewing her as a guest. Usually we're just talking. You know like friends so we're not being professional or anything like that So I did notice when I was editing it that a lot of her responses sounded scripted and that just comes from her background She does a lot of public speaking in her uh, military career So I noticed that a lot of it was just something that she does out of habit and as well for me So you're taught to be professional and I was saying words like dude and awesome and amazing but you guys know how I am I have you know several hats that I wear I know in our military career we're professional we're told to be professional but outside of that you know I like to do YouTube podcasts and all of this but I'm going to continue editing this episode I hope you enjoy it I will be tagging her Instagram account in the description box and if this story inspired you please share it please reach out to her Um, And yeah, enjoy the episode, guys. See you guys soon. Hey, guys, welcome back to another Woman in Season podcast. So today I actually have a guest. It's my roommate, and you're going to find out why I call her my roommate. Um, And when I first started recording this podcast, I used to have several guests come on. Yeah, I got a little bit lazy. It's a little bit hard to um, plan schedules out. But I'm gonna let her introduce herself, uh, a little bit of background about her. Um, she's my battle in the army. And yeah, Hernandez, introduce yourself.
1: Okay, hey guys, my name is Julia Hernandez. Um, from the military, I've been in the military for seven years now, Grad- graduated in 2013. Joined the military right after and
0: Yeah. Does that sound good? Yeah, that sounds good. So, um, I'm going to ask her the basic question because we both get a lot of DMs on why we joined the military. uh, But I just think her story is so inspiring. Um, When I first started this podcast as well, I did did it to give Latinas a platform and people that come from a Hispanic background. I just think that it's so inspiring. um, Individuals like that. So, First question, Julia, why did you join the army?
1: Um, so I joined the army. Uh, you guys are probably familiar with this, some of y'all. I came from a broken family, so that was kind of one of my uh, top choices. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you just want to get out of the house already and uh, not be there and be successful and do something that your family hasn't done, so... That's exactly why I
0: do an army. Yeah, so I'm gonna have her just look at me from now on so it sounds more normal because I feel like this sounds like an interview, but it could be cool. Okay, so um, growing up, where did you grow up? So I'm not familiar with Texas at all. I come from California, so I know what places in California you shouldn't go to or you shouldn't tell people that you're from because that's probably the ghetto or it's not like the best neighborhood. Uh, But Texas, um, tell me a little bit about Texas
1: okay so i'm from a little town called crystal city texas it's uh just a town with full population is basically 99 uh latino and that's where i grew up but i was actually born in fargo north dakota so my family is a migrant so every summer we would go to fargo north dakota work in the fields come back Uh, when school started to crystal city and go to school and it was like that for until i left the house Hmm, so I
0: know, I I didn't mention this in the beginning of the episode, so I know a little bit about her background, obviously not her full story, but I know most of the details, so that's why I told her, like, dude, you have to be on my podcast, like, I feel people that listen to it will be inspired by your story, uh, especially with the background that you did, um, when I first started going to college and things like that, I used to listen to a lot of motivational speakers, such as Eric Thomas. And one of the things that um, successful individuals have in common is that they don't stay complacent. So you can either, you know, complain about the cards you've been given in life and just have like this "woe is me" attitude and like feel sorry for yourself and like stay in your hometown, or you can try to find a way out and just like make it in life. So let me backtrack so her and i met in ocs if you guys don't know what that means that's officer candidate school and a lot of you may not know what that means if you're not familiar, familiar with the military so she was enlisted how how long were you enlisted for, for about six six and a half years okay so being an officer in the military, it's a huge deal. It's something that people take pride in. Um, but more often than not, you're not gonna really see a lot of Hispanics or Latinos. It's very, uh, I would say it, it would be like a hard dream to reach for all for a lot of us, uh, because most often, more often than not, Latinos don't go to college. So you have to have a college degree to be able to get there. Most of us can't afford a college degree. And in addition, we're probably like the first ones in our family to join the military and compared to our colleagues that we're with now, they have like a history in the military. Like their great grandparents used to be like a major or someone in the military and their dad paid for college and things like that. So Hernandez, what made you want to become an officer? Like what was it when you were in your military career? Uh, Did you even know what an officer was like when you joined enlisted? Because I know... (laughs) When I was in high school, I didn't even know, like, the difference between the branches. Like, that's how sad it was. Like, I, I never saw a recruiter in high school. I don't, there was no, like, a J-R-O-T-C, like, nothing like that in my high school. So, I don't know if that was something we lacked, but, like, you joined enlisted. So, when was it that you're like, I want to be an officer?
1: Yeah, so that's uh, actually the same thing with me. There's no uh, Army recruiters coming down to your school or anything like that. Um but I knew I just wanted to get out of the house as fast as I can. And i you're right. I didn't know about officers. I didn't know you could go to college first and then become an mm-hmm. officer. Um, I just knew I wanted to get out of the house. And so I joined the Army because they told me I could ship out within three months. And that's exactly what I did. Yep.
0: And then once you were in, like, when was your aha moment? Like, okay, I think I want to level up or I want to go to college and become an officer or did you just start going to college and then
1: oh yeah so I was I started my first year of college out of pocket because Mm -hmm. I knew that's exactly what I needed to be who I wanted to be in the military so I, I my first year of college was straight out of pocket and then the next three years the military paid for um but I just knew I just wanted my bachelor's degree. I didn't know what I was gonna do with it, but I just knew it was gonna help me in some way. So I got my bachelor's degree. Um, I started working with officers all around me because eventually I started going up the chain of command and I was working with officers all around me. I, there wasn't even uh, enlisted around me anymore. So that's the moment I knew like, this is probably where I belong. This is what I'm gonna do. I have great officers that work around me. So let me try to be like them.
0: Okay, so we're back, had to take a little bit of a break. So finishing up with her officer journey, uh, that is where we met, Officer Candidate School. And if you have any questions, I'll be leaving her information in the description box and I'll be tagging her on the At Women in Season podcast page. Because I know that a lot of people have questions on how to become an officer. But I know there's plenty of YouTube videos out there. But you can always reach out to her. I do want to touch on another important thing that she's doing. So she's currently studying for the LSAT. And I don't know anything about law school. I've only learned terms through her. But you have to be pretty smart and high speed. Which is why I feel her story is also inspiring. Because I think that you guys, if. Uh I talked about this previously when I had my friend Mary in the podcast about being a first generation. Um I don't think people really understand what it's like being a first generation in the United States unless you personally go through it. Uh Hernandez and I always joke about this like to this day like our family doesn't really grasp the idea of what level uh, we've reached in our career, I mean, her, she's very high speed, she's been in for a while, guys, so she's a big deal, but to her family, she's probably just, you know, my, my daughter, my iha is just a soldier, right, they have no idea, um, but compared, if we were to have, well, I have kids, but if she were to have a daughter, and her daughter were to reach her level of success, Hernandez would probably, like, know the, understand the amount of work that it took to get there, so that's just the, the story I like to, um, what would I say, paint out for people that are listening to this that don't come from a Hispanic background. It's just the amount of work that you have to put in because you're starting from nothing. So for her to be, you know, applying into law school, it's a huge deal. Um, Like I said, I don't have any knowledge about law school. I don't know how hard it is, but from meeting people, I know that law school is very expensive. You have to study very hard. So from someone with the background that she has to be there it's it's amazing so do you want to talk a little bit about when you found out you wanted to be a lawyer or why you wanted to pursue this like what was it
1: yeah so i've always known i wanted to be a lawyer um i don't know how many of you are familiar with the show svu Law and order mm-hmm. but i've always wanted to be benson uh detective benson but uh i just want to say real quick because uh sully's here you know Hyping me up. <laughs> so I'm just gonna really quick. Uh, this is why the hype is up. <laughs> so I joined the military in 2013. Um, within four years, I reached E6, so staff sergeant, and that's pretty where the big deal kind of comes from because you don't really see that often. You see that within your seven or eight years mm-hmm. in the military, but I did it within four. And after E6, I knew that I just didn't want to be enlisted anymore because I knew I could have do bigger and better things Mm -hmm. so i went officer so uh now with six years i'm a second lieutenant and i currently studying for the lsat like sally said um but lsat is a big deal so i'm still studying i've been studying for six months because it's a hard test Uh, i take it actually uh next month and uh hopefully i will go to law school this is what I plan to do. I've always wanted to do it. I know I don't want to get out of the military. I probably never will until my body tells me I can't no more. <laughs> but um, i always known I've always wanted to be a lawyer. So that's definitely something. Not, nothing's going to stop me. From, not even the military will stop me from being becoming a lawyer. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I'm actually going to have her touch back a little bit on her uh, upbringing in high school and things like that. But... Yeah, she's very high speed, guys. And how old are you?
1: I'm 25.
0: So she's 25 years old. For so for someone of her age to be where she is in life, I think is amazing. Once again, being a Latina, that's very unheard of. Um, I was talking to her about this the other day. A lot of the times when you come from a Latino background or your family, our goal in life is to repay our parents for everything that they've done for us. So often like i said it's nothing wrong you know their parents did the work uh they you know they created this pathway for them so they have it a lot easier and i've actually seen a meme for it maybe i'll use it for this but now i'll rather use a picture for her i'll <laughs> post it later on but it's a it's like two people and they're in different lanes and one has like this ball and a chain attached to his leg and then this other one has like a a free road like to the finish line and it says like we had the same opportunities Mm. so that's like a perfect picture because in reality we didn't um like I said when I listen to her story I'm like dude like how did you even get here like when I hear her stories about high school and like growing up um like I said this is coming from like a mom perspective because I research everything so like I know you're supposed to like read to little kids and like teach them certain things and like eat certain things while you're pregnant. So I'm like, I wonder how high speed I would be if like my mom started doing that since I was in her womb, right? And like, for me, I was pretty nerdy in high school. So I was like in honor classes and like I did sport. So it was like, okay, usually the people I was with did very well in life. Um, And when you talk to most officers now, they had a pretty good life, you know, like they had the scholarship, they did ROTC, their parents have been in. So it's very rare to come across a Latino that had, like, a very hard background and somehow, like, reached this level of success, like Hernandez. Um, as I mentioned, she just bought a house, too. So She just bought a house mm-hmm. in Texas, which is amazing. Like I said, for her age, that's that's a big deal. And I know that her goal is to give back to her parents. But more often than not, what I hear from my colleagues, like I said, it's nothing wrong. But I'll I'll hear them say like, oh, yeah, like my parents paid for my down payment in my house or they're paying for my car or my loan. And I'm like, what? Like, I cannot relate to you because I don't have that type of help. And I'm sure Hernandez doesn't have that type of help. Uh, like I said, I told her she doesn't have to share her whole life. And that's the thing about social media. But it does make you relatable because there's maybe someone out there that's young uh, that can benefit from her her life experiences. But I know that she, you know, helps out her family compared to getting help. So tell us a little bit about high school. Okay, so we're going to dive in into Julia's high school days, So you guys can kind of get an idea of what type of foundation she had, like going into college and, you know, where she is now. So give us like a quick story time or just some pointers. Like you don't have to go into detail, just an idea of what your high school days were
1: like. Okay. Uh, like I said I came from a broken home so I wasn't very I wasn't the best student uh, I would get in trouble a lot I went to alternative school you know you have ISS Um, so I wasn't the best student but I didn't know that I had you know to put give my mom my mom money to you know she could put food on the table so junior year I did go um and get certified for a uh, CNA certified nursing assistant mm. so I started working right after uh junior year so I did I mean I did do well for myself in the work aspect but as of if you as of going and showing up to classes I was not the best I wasn't even allowed to prom
0: oh, I wow. got in
1: a lot of fights uh, my absences almost made me not graduate but most of those absences was because I I had to work and I had to put you know, give my mom money so she could put food on the table. And so that's what I really focused on in high school during my last years.
0: Okay, so that leads me to a good question. So, do you think that you probably found mentors like when you were already in the military, like when you were working with such high-ranking officials like is that where you found mentorship because I know a lot of people like in high school um, their coaches are mentors like if they're doing sports in high school or if they're doing sports in college so they're the ones kind of guiding them like this is what you have to do to to do this in life but you didn't really have like a like you said you just joined the military kind of blindly
1: i did so i never really had a mentor mm-hmm. um i do have i mean staff sergeant brown was the best mentor i guess i've i've ever had he's mm-hmm. the one i remember who taught me who never let me quit on myself, and he still continues. We still have contact, but he never let me quit on myself. He was always there telling me to volunteer and do all this. So I owe a lot of that of where I am to him because he just – he always was – he had my – success path already written in his head oh wow and he would literally tell me like where to go next what to do next to be the best that I can be so I do oh I'm glad I had guidance in that in that aspect
0: yeah and that happens usually there's somebody that helps you out um I can think of a couple people that did that for me um growing up um so the next question I had for her was what advice would you give like your younger self if there was any type of advice like if there was any point where you thought like this is just gonna be my life um I'm not talking down on any like fast food place or anything like that you know a job is a job but where did you kind of see like uh was there of a moment like were you in high school or when you just joined the military like that was just gonna be your life and that was gonna be it or were you always just like um, you always knew you were going to succeed. Like, what type of advice would you give someone, you know, I would say younger Julia?
1: I would give myself... I'm pretty happy of where, where I'm at right now. That's always good. <laughs> yeah. But just never lose your focus, I guess. The whole point I joined was to, you know, get my family out of the gutter mm-hmm. and bring them with me wherever I go. So I still, to this, this day focus on my family and why i'm doing this and what difference i'm gonna make and hopefully you know give my mom what she gave me when i was younger
0: yeah so often um i know i get a lot of questions of you know younger girls especially coming from a hispanic background were your parents ever like against you joining like, are you leaving? Were they against that idea? Because I know a lot of Hispanic parents, their idea is like, oh, you're going to join the military, you're going to go to war, and you're going to die. Like, mm-hmm. was there anything like that in your
1: family at all when you told them, like, hey, I'm I'm leaving? <laughs> so I was actually uh raised by my mother, my mm-hmm. mother only. Uh, she was a single mother. So I was raised by her, and when I first told her, she didn't say nothing so I come from a family where you know it's hard love, like you don't say "I love you when you walk out of mm-hmm. the door, you don't hug each yeah. other when you're leaving, so it was kind of like, "Okay, Mom, this is what I'm going to do," and she just stared at me, but she understood she didn't say no, she didn't say "I'm not gonna sign no papers or nothing like that she just she she understood it, and she didn't really show emotion to the day I left. <laughs> so to like someone listening like
0: a younger i actually have a lot of cousins that they're kind of like on the edge of joining and i've tried to convince them so many times like this will be the best thing for you i honestly wish i would have known about the military i don't think i honestly found out that like the military was a thing until i was like in community college which is kind of sad i was probably like 19 20 uh but if i would have had like a friend that was like in the army, or any branch, I probably would have signed up right away, because I love traveling, Um, but yeah, there was nobody that would have talked to me, like, I always tell people, like, yeah, there was nobody guiding me, like, yeah, join the army, and I'm here telling people, like, do it, like, it's the best thing ever, you get to travel, you get school, Um, I feel like it's a perfect place to figure out your life when you don't know what you want to do in life, because you're, you're still serving, but What advice would you give, like, younger Latinas, especially? Because I know for uh, my cousins, I know, like, my uncles, they're against it. Even though I'm in it, it, they're still, like, very against them leaving. I don't know why. Um, But it's, you know, the lack of knowledge.
1: Yeah, no, I would definitely say do it and do it now. Because it's a great opportunity. And a lot of people that we meet, like okay let's say you do go to college you do uh get your degree and all that stuff but yet you are doing going to college for those four years well i went to college for four years and i have a career i've already had for four years so that's the difference like you could go to college do all that stuff but you won't have your career set or even started until you graduate. So the military, you could do both at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I think that just makes the most perfect sense. Because a lot of people here right now, are, they're just getting in. Yeah. And they haven't even had like a year in. And yet I'm here sitting with seven years in, waiting till I'm 38 to retire. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so we didn't even tell them, but what, what do you do in the Army? or what were like just describe your job when you first enlisted. What was your job and what is your job
1: now? Oh, well, I've always been a 42. Mm-hmm. Uh that's human resource specialist and I love it. I actually uh wanted to go for criminal justice mm. first, but I'm glad that didn't happen because now I'm super in love with my job. I love helping people. I love helping um those soldiers that have to go into combat for us and they have to go and um you know, give up their life for us while we provide everything administrative and make sure their families are good and settled, and that they have the best that uh, administrative work that they could have
0: and so right now, um, as an officer, what's gonna be your role like can you describe that to people that aren't familiar with the military or that they are hmm
1: yeah, so uh now that I'm an officer, i'm still forty two it's just uh human resource officer mm-hmm. and it's basically the same thing that I've always been doing, it's just administrative work and making sure paperwork is right, paid there's no pay issues, life insurance, all of that stuff is good to go. So when you do deploy and when you do fight out in the overseas for us, if anything happens to you, you're you're set, you know, your family is set, you're set. There's nothing that, there's no discrepancies in your paperwork and all. Yep. That's pretty much what I do. Awesome. So, um, any last words,
0: like any advice you would like to give? I know we kind of dove into military. We, we talked a little bit about the Latino Hispanic background, mm-hmm. um, um, did you want to talk about uh what you're are you still
1: doing the immigration for the law thing? Yes. Or, mm-hmm. So my plan is from law school to actually specialize in immigration law. And so we could help our people out so we could help the Latino community get their visas and all of that stuff. So that's my plan. Uh, I love helping my community. I ho- love helping my people. I will do anything for my people, just like in the military, if you're my people in the military, I will do anything for you. And it's the same in the Latino community. And basically everybody. That, that's, that's my plan. That's what I want to do. And I hope to do it one day.
0: Yeah, so you're going to be seeing her taking her LSAT soon. And then what happens after the LSAT for those that don't know the process? So
1: after I take the LSAT, I finalize my applications. I already got everything else that I need to do for my uh, packet packets. And I wait for a law school to accept me. So I'm applying for six law schools. Oh, man. Yeah. About, Woo. <laughs> about three of them are online. So, of course, um, there's about five in the world that are actually ABA accredited. And I'm applying for three online. So hopefully I get one. Those are actually my top choices because I am in the military. I know how hard it is to go to school, especially law school. Some law schools don't even allow you to have a full-time job Oh man. If you're attending it. So that's exactly why online law school is my top three. And I'm going to hopefully get accepted to one. And yeah, from there on, I, I go to law school.
0: That'd be kind of cool to have her back, like in a couple of years, be like, hey, so this is Julia as a lawyer now. Like, uh-huh. this is what she can share. Um, I do. So she's been here. Uh, we're at Basic Officers Leaders Corps. So it's like the school for our branch as an officer. You can explain it better.
1: Yeah, it's here adjutant general basic officer leadership course so once you get your job your AOC your MOS you've then from basic training or wherever you commissioned you then go to your school to actually learn your job so this is exactly what we're doing we're learning our job in real life
0: yeah so she is a very uh, helpful 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 <laughs> uh resource she has so much information but I wanted to say that like, she's been studying like for law school while she's here, which is crazy to me. Uh, And like, I'm, I was just focusing on the course, like just trying to pass, (laughs) but she's over here, like going to law school. Um, And she mentioned, you know, she's applying to six schools, guys. And that's, like I said, a lot of the times when I talk to people that are doing amazing things, um, I don't think people see all the hard work that goes in it or all the sacrifice that goes in it. Uh, behind closed doors they kind of just see like the highlights of like oh look i became this or i achieved this but she's telling you right now this lsat test is very hard so she's been studying how long did you say six months now six months now so just know that anything great is gonna take you know a lot of work and rejection as well like even getting to this point i, I have a lot of people reaching out to me now you know like becoming an officer and if they only knew half my story. My roommate knows my story. Uh, we call each other roommates to this day like people are like, oh, you guys are roommates like no, we were but that's just like the name we have for each other. but I hope you guys can keep following her journey um you want to give them your Instagram handle. It's at AG, AG underscore,
1: underscore Julia, Julia
0: underscore on Instagram um I'll tag her on the woman in season podcast so if you want to follow her journey. Um, becoming a lawyer or her journey, you know, in the army, and the military itself. Like I said, she's very qualified. But that's the funny thing that I come across. Um, a lot of people that are like on social media that represent like the military probably aren't like the most qualified individuals. <laughs> but and usually like very successful then I'm like, dude, you should have like a YouTube channel or like some type of podcast giving people motivation. Um, any last words, like any advice you would like to give anyone on
1: anything at all? yeah if you're if you do plan on joining the military just sometimes you just have to say, Just do it. That's it like don't worry about anything else, don't worry about oh who's gonna do this for me, who's gonna do that, who's gonna take care of this all that. Just do it because in the long run, it's gonna be the best choice that you you ever made. Yeah, and I'll definitely probably
0: have her on again. I know she's going to be extremely busy, especially being active duty and studying for law school. But there's just so many things she could share her knowledge on. You know, just the lifestyle, um, being a female in the military. Um, I feel there's just so many topics we can talk about. But one thing I did want to say is like the reason I wanted to have her on is because that's one of the good things and the bad things about the military is you meet people, but they're only in your life for a short amount of time. And you create, like, these really strong friendships. Like, I I think of her like a really close friend of mine now. But I don't know when it's the next time I'm going to see her. So that's, like, Mm -hmm. the sucky thing about the military. Um, You just meet people. And it's like, well, you know, you get split. You go to different duty stations. One of you might go to Hawaii. And one of you might go to Germany. Um, But you'll stay really close because you've just been together through the suckiest of times they see seen you they see you at your worst um but for you that that's the last topic i'll talk about because i don't know when the last time i'll have her on here um how has it been like keeping friendships or like um being in the military
1: oh it's been awesome mm-hmm. you meet so many people so many friends and it's not the type where you you know don't text each other don't mm-hmm. call each other or follow up like you continue to follow up not only that but you're gonna especially if your friend is the same aoc or mos as you and same mm-hmm. job occup- occupation you're gonna see them again so i'm gonna see you again. yeah 42 out uh, like human resources we're just so small that we there's only one place where we'll see each other again for sure and that's here
0: <laughs> that's awesome so yeah like i said find her on instagram i'll be tagging her on the podcast she's definitely someone you want to follow look up to i feel like she just has an amazing story um if you have any questions i'm sure you can reach out to her and yeah thank you julia for being on my podcast i'm gonna miss you (laughs) so uh we actually have the same flight tomorrow which is Mm kind of crazy uh but yeah she'll be going back to texas and i'll be going to california but definitely go check out her page um and i'll see you guys on the next episode bye